0: Black man trying not to get caught. I'm just trying to solve the puzzle like a jigsaw. You know, it's a big world, so easy to get lost. I'm just trying to solve the puzzle like a jigsaw. jigsaw. Welcome back, great people. It is your boy Josh Rogers, Brian Hare. And welcome to another episode of the Jigsaw. This is the podcast where we talk about how we navigate life. You know what we do. We're going to talk about the perils, the praises, the productivity, and the pompous circumstances of being a black person in America. Mm -hmm. How are you, brother?
1: I am doing pretty good. Uh, You know, it's always a great day to be black in America. Yes, sir. Um, not necessarily in America, but just in general. It's great, day uh, to, be a great day to be black. It's <laughs> great day to be black. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not so much in America, but in in general, it's a great day to be black. I'm glad I woke up in the skin that I'm in. Um how about you? I'm doing pretty good,
0: man. Today was a um eventful day. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Very productive, but like nothing that I could complain about. It was good and you know, I'm grateful to be here, brother. I am super grateful to be here. So Tonight, I know we're gonna step into it a little bit. Is the Kamala Pence debate? Any like early predictions?
1: Uh, never want to argue with a black woman, so, <laughs> uh, so I'm 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 predicting a drag of all drags tonight. Uh, okay, that white man doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> <laughs> what about you?
0: You know, I'm there, but I will say. I don't want to give any predictions because I know we're going to, I know this, is our living room talk. So I'm going to wait until we get
1: into that and really give it my all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Hey, so, you know, I like to, I watch, I watch basketball. Basketball is my thing. And, you know, I, know I know basketball I know is sports thing. is not really your thing. It's not really my thing. Um, but right now we're in a great time. Uh, football's here. Basketball's here. Um, God bless. We know sports is out. So I definitely want to give a shout out to Seattle storm. God bless. They won a championship. Uh, okay. I do believe hopefully soon the Lakers, my team, will win a championship. But I definitely gotta give a shout-out to Seattle Storm. Um, God bless. Got to support women's basketball. <laughs> um, I have a daughter. She may want to play basketball one day. She we, may want to be she, Lisa Leslie. She may want to be it. She <laughs> may want to be it. So I'm going to support women's basketball. So shout-out to the Seattle Storm for winning their championship.
0: Yeah, one thing I do support about women's basketball is what Kobe um was advocating for before his tragic passing, mm-hmm. and that is increasing the salary um of women's basketball. Like in comparison, it's just trash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and those women deserve more.
1: Oh, than yeah. That. And, and that's a whole conversation we can really have about equity in women's sports and men's sports. And we we can have a you know, think about the US women's soccer team. That's been like a big debate. Um mm-hmm. Brazil, they they have uh, equality as far as payment. But, you know, if you think of the United States, the, our women's soccer team is much better than the men's and the men get yeah. paid way. More. Like, the women win. <laughs> they, win. <laughs> <laughs> they win. They win. They uh, win. But, yeah,
0: man, like a shout out to to them. And, you know, I'm not a big sports fan. So when the Grizzlies ever make it to the final. You let me know. And I'm watching. I'm watching. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because one nobody. One thing I do know. One nobody checking for Golden State a few years ago, and they out 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 of the dust. Out of the dust. They rose. We have a superstar in my in my spiritual son John Morant. So you don't know what the future holds.
1: You you are absolutely right. I know I am. I bless you and proceed. <laughs> Headquarters is in Memphis. So there's a prayer Yeah, there's a prayer room. <laughs> there's a
0: prayer room. We're going to pray-, pray them boys, pray them bears
1: until the finals. <laughs> <laughs> we praying. Oh man, speaking of prayer, freaking prayer. Um oh, prayers go up to Thomas Burke. Oh yeah. A black man was was murdered. Uh, uh, I would call him what a B-list celebrity? Maybe
0: something like that. Yeah. Celebrity? Okay. <laughs>
1: Um, Yeah, so you know, definitely give a shout out to his family. Did you hear about what happened? Or
0: I know, so he was allegedly shot and killed, shot in the back. Yes, and killed right here in Atlanta. Right. Um, not a lot of details about what happens, but I know he was in quite a few. He played Nola Darling's father, and mm-hmm. uh, she's got to have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my greatest memory of him was being Maxine Shaw's landlord, <laughs> <and> living single. <laughs> uh, I know he played um, Luther, and was I think the name Luther was his character, and
1: she's got to have it. But anyway, he's in some familiar. Oh stuff. yeah, he's he's like the black yeah. guy that's in all the stuff that you like, especially mm-hmm. all the Spike Lee stuff. Yeah. He's the guy that's there, and he usually plays, like, some interesting characters. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to say it. Um, but he's, like, he's there, and I it, it's, mm-hmm. you know, and he's, like, like an undercover, I don't want to say legend or underrated legend. It's, like, mm-hmm. we've got to support our black men, you know what I'm saying? As far, especially, yeah. like, our entertainers and actors and another, you know, person murdered, so um, it wasn't by the police, just, you know. Was by it was not by the police. It was not by the police, but uh, he was killed, so. Shouts out to his family. Uh, prayers up to them.
0: Oh, did you... Um, so you remember the whole entanglement issue, right? Entanglement. With, you know, Will Jada and um, 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 August. August. That, the eighth month. Child. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, from that interview of the Red Table Talk mm-hmm. with uh, Miss Pinkett Smith, Mrs. Mm-hmm. Whatever she's called, Pinkett Smith, um, you know, there was the memes that were created about you know Will Smith allegedly crying.
1: Yes, and it gave us so all they lives.
0: they they got on Cicely Tyson's internet mm. and told us that he was not crying. That he was <laughs> he said he was really tired. He had already told Jada maybe we need to record this another day because I you know he was tired to feel like it and blah 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 blah. So I don't know if was, I know they are experts at twisting stories and
1: <laughs> and making yes and
0: making things seem whatever. Um, but listen to all y'all who thought he was crying. He wasn't pulling Mary J on us. Oh, I'm not gonna cry. I'm not. not." This ain't this ain't the song of the week. But (laughs) but he said that he was not crying. So leave that brother alone. Leave Will Smith alone. The memes ain't going anywhere.
1: Nowhere. It's right there with Michael Jordan.
0: Yeah, and that's the other thing that I'm trying to realize. Like, and I know we're rambling right now, but (laughs) that's the thing that I wanted to understand why they thought it was so important to like tell us that because whether he's crying or not. He looks the way he looks. Right. And the internet is going to internet and, and the memes. And now they are been to make memes and gifts based on this thing that y'all just <laughs> <that> Right. <laughs> like, it's
1: like, just let the yeah. world have what they have. Like, and, and, like I say, crying or not, we was going to, the thing about black Twitter and just black community, we gonna mm-hmm. get these jokes off.
0: We're going to get these jokes off.
1: It, and I think, you know, we can go in a deeper, like a psychological thought process where we, you know, we've gone through so much. So it's more like we got to be able to laugh instead of crying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Comedy,
0: so, comedy has become our therapy in so many ways.
1: So many ways. So we, we're going to find <laughs> something funny in the most serious things, which is why I love social media because black folks make social media what it is. I think if, if you took black people off of social media, it'd be it would be nothing.
0: It would be nothing. And speaking of black folk, that is a perfect segue to something more official <laughs> in this podcast and that is the song of the week. You ready for it? I'm ready. Go for it. All my niggas in the whole world. <laughs> <Okay>. uh-huh. <laughs> this one is for a Shout out to Solange Knowles Townsend. Mm. I think she goes by me. whatever her mayor name is. But anyway, FUBU off her A Seat at the Table um, album. That's that album, I mean. like I didn't give it the kind of credit that it deserved when it first came. And I listened to it and I enjoyed it, Mm -hmm. but like re-listening, it has a lot of, um, a lot of replay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now in my life. And it's just good. And that, first of all, the album itself was black. Like black as
1: black, and black, black can be, black as, as
0: black can be, <laughs> and this whole song "Fubu" just like it's literally, um, just uh, it just b- gives homage to everything black and blackness. Like this one is for us. Play this song when you want to feel black. Play this song when you want to be in power. And you know what I'm saying? This song is for us.
1: Listen, it's on my "Blackly Black" playlist. On my, <laughs> it's. But oh, you gotta slide me that playlist. Oh yes, I, it's Blackly Black. I, you, know. So I, you know i love a good playlist oh yeah i, I like i have music which is for black people <laughs> all that everything black well, on it well most of my itunes is all black people anyway
0: <laughs> i of maroon five maybe an adele bop here or there and a couple of these um, christian alternative uh singles oh. <laughs> you know you know some of that kind of stuff the rest of it you not find it too much
1: oh, <laughs> i actually have, have a um a playlist for the white stuff it's called white noise I guess no, no. They don't get I that don't, kind of. it My music is segregated. I don't. We not listening to. Both. Ain't no separate but equal. We don't listen to black and white music together. We ain't doing that here. We ain't. Do- the only thing I put on my playlist is Adele, but it, but it's the New Orleans bounce version. Oh. So it's, so it's actually mulatto. <laughs> and and low key Adele, she needs to be with a black person. Like come on.
0: She need to go ahead and marry a black she man. That white man ain't treat her
1: right. He ain't treat her right. Don't get you some black media, Adele man. Adele loves black men. It's, it's evident. <laughs> it's evident. So She going. loves Beyonce. She got to love black men. She, she got to. She got to. <laughs> like, we just, just to stop playing. so
0: All right, y'all. Let's get ready and head over and get into the Blessing Report. Let's do it.
1: In the confusion. We are here at the bless up report where we shout out and we support and salute uh black businesses and things that black people are just doing in general because uh, we black excellence is a thing and it's black history 365 days uh so we want to shout out a place that uh, i think is dope those that live in new york and those who like going to new york like myself um uh, is a place called black vintage market have you heard about that place before josh
0: so yeah they actually um popped up on my IG mm-hmm. about maybe a week ago mm-hmm. and um, they were they're doing this like photo essay series and it was a picture of Muhammad Ali holding up his mom and I was like, oh, this is interesting. And from there I just kind of got lost on their page.
1: So yeah, it looks really dope. It looks super dope. <laughs> yes. Well, basically it has a lot of like black memorabilia um, mm-hmm. like, and you know, I love a vintage t-shirt.
0: Yes. I'm here now. While I don't thrift, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for a vintage t-shirt and you know, my OCD would probably allow me to wash it just, several times just wash it, before just I, it. several times before I wear it but I'm, I get what you're saying I'm here for but it but
1: it's definitely in, in you know Black Black Market Village it's it's vintage that is it, it's a place that is specifically curated for us by us for mm-hmm. us so it's it has our culture our DNA uh and so definitely if you're in the New York area go check it out Um one of the shirts was actually in my favorite show and your favorite show uh Insecure uh, so come on Insecure listen if, if Issa Rae does it I'm supporting it so uh, shout out to them, uh, these sisters that uh, created that place. Um, black excellence continues. Um, okay. And a singer uh, said to be young, gifted, and black. Right. Young, gifted, and black. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to shout out Caleb Anderson. If you do not know who he is, uh, he's actually a college sophomore. Guess how old he is, Josh?
0: How old is he? Let's go, minute. Let's go 16 ish because you know how they do. He's black. So you know. Oh, 14. <laughs> now he's black and
1: excellent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, shoot, 13? <laughs> he's a 12-year-old young man who's a college sophomore. Uh, he's at Chattahoochee Tech. Um, and he actually uh, learned how to read and even speak before age one. So I have a daughter who's one and she ain't reading or speaking. So, um, but he's, it's dope cause he's majoring in aerospace, aerospace engineering. Uh, so we may see him in NASA. We may see him doing great things. He's already doing great things now, but it's great. Wait to- a minute. Reading before one. Yeah.
0: I'm just trying, I was just trying to figure out how not to poop on myself. <laughs> right. Like
1: <laughs> You learn to speak and read prior to being one. Like, right. I mean, okay. I mean black people do what black people do. Black people do what black people do. And I'm praying that same prayer, whatever the Lord is doing in that child.
0: Hey, Whew, send it to Brooke. Shy. Because my kids are past one, so that prayer has it's missed them. My daughter has a couple days. Before. But send it send it over to my send niece. It God. Here, send it. She she, she gonna wake she up Friday from a miraculously reading.
1: Yes, God. <laughs> yes, God. Yes, definitely. Less young, gifted, and black. I, I definitely want to shout out and salute our young people who are doing great things. Um, black people just do great things all the time, uh, and we gotta salute and support us. Uh, so, Josh, would you like to go up to the billboard? Let's head over. We got stuff to talk about. I'm sure we do.
0: All right. So this week in the billboard. Um, so y'all president. Yeah. Um, y'all president. Missed, yeah, forty five. Mr. Cheeto tan overload, whatever you want to call them. Um, it was alleged that he has COVID-19 a- now, alleged alleged. So I got on Cicely Tyson's internet mm-hmm. and said that I don't believe he had it. I believe it's a, a scheme that Todd set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Umberto for that. Um, but it seems as if he did have it, right? Or does have it or mm, whatever. I- so let's, let's go with <laughs> that. He does have it, right? Okay. Let's, 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 let's go with that. Um, And if he does have it, you know, he allegedly recovered in about three days. Now, a lot of people are saying, see, that's proof. But here's the other thing, though, Brian. Mm -hmm. He allegedly received, like, he's the president, so he received top, top care. True, Now, on one end, there were scientists and doctors that said that the amount of medicine that he received probably should have killed him if nothing else, Mm. because it was too much. But on the flip side, because they did it safely, I'm using air quotes here, that that's what got him to feeling better so quickly, because I think one of the antibodies that they gave him was, is literally reserved for like the sickest of the sick people. So he was on that on top of like some kind of pain medication Mm -hmm. on top of like something else that they gave him. So of course, he's going to fight it off in three days. And now they're saying, Oh, it's just like the flu. It's not that bad, but silly little man of you, like regardless of the debates in the medical world about your your treatment, what the issue really is, is that you cannot make this synonymous to the regular person. There's nowhere in the world, God forbid, mm-hmm. if I got COVID-19, I can go to the hospital and receive the same treatment that you got. At all. It's not happening. Right. So, and, and again, it affects everybody's body differently, but let's just say I'm down. I'm like down and out. I'm probably not recovering in three days, bro. No, not at all. So, so like this whole, so whether he has it or not for real, had it or not, whether that's true. I don't know. We may not ever know. But what I do know is how he's navigated this experience has been a political ploy. Oh, yeah. I've always said it. And that's why I didn't believe he had. I believe it's a political ploy to humanize him. Because think about it. When he first got diagnosed, everybody and their mom was praying, sending their thoughts and their prayers. I was not
1: praying. (laughs) I (laughs) was not praying.
0: <laughs> and and whatever you fell like on that side of the fence in your faith was a thing, but think about the ways in which that impacted the Christian vote at least. Right. right? Now everybody's praying. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's sending him. You know, and my thing was my only hope because I don't wish death on anyone no, was man or die. All. Like, that's it. Like, that's all I got to say to God. Don't die uh, <laughs> like that. That's it. But at the same time, you've minimized this, this disease the entire time you've talked about people with their masks. And now what it is showing is that even you as president are, are you're human, you're old, right. you're vulnerable to this disease. So it sh- if anything, he should have got on top of it, instead of minimizing it, saying, you know what? I was wrong. We need to take this seriously because what I, from what I understand, bro, what the tea is mm-hmm. is that when him and Biden debated, everybody was supposed to get there like so many hours early mm-hmm. so that they can do COVID tests. Allegedly, mm-hmm. he got there too late, wasn't able to take the COVID test. Oh, yeah, then. Yeah. they went they, they exact because you but if you look at him, they if you go back and watch the debates, he was kind of like coughing and you know all that kind of stuff. He had it then. Mm-hmm. And so they went on this "quote unquote" honor system of why, um, like, because he missed the test. And I think he didn't want to expose himself off that moment. But he just kept getting sick. He kept getting sick, and then he was just at like a fundraiser, like the same day or days before, mm-hmm. and things like that. So um, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, and I guess my other beef with it is is that. You expose all those people that, thank God, Biden and none of them, they all tested negatively. Right. You expose all those people on top of once you, like you went on this joyride ride in your car, you got to the hospital, I mean, got to the White House and immediately took your mask off. Mm-hmm. So I really feel the worst for all the people who are forced to be around you and your stupidity. Oh, yeah. All the people who have to like work in the White House and this is their job, this is how they pay rent, this is how they pay their bills, and you are still not taking it seriously At and not exposing these people. Because these people aren't going to the hospital that you. Went no, not to. at all. These people are not going to have the doctors that you had, and mm-hmm. this may sound like a greater conversation, but the president pisses me off because this is absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous, and the way he's handling his own issue is like very indicative of how he's handled the seriousness of COVID right. as a larger issue, mm-hmm. right? So, like, yeah,
1: yes, um, yeah, and, th- and that's the thing we consider the fact like the, the things surrounding it all, right? So, mm-hmm. one, we don't have access to. COVID testing like the president has access to. So that's one. Mm -hmm. So one he he can he can know quicker than most people when you have COVID, right? Yes. And then on top of that like you said, he has access to the best doctors. Not only does he have access to the best doctors, but all his cabinet and staff and all that kind of stuff have access to the best doctors. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's kind of Kellyanne Conway, she I guess said it on Twitter. I guess her daughter was going off about, you know, giving COVID to her. She was like, oh my daughter has access to the best doctors in the world or whatever. And it's, and it's the fact is like it's it's the it's the audacity, the the it just kind of shows a level of a privilege like, oh well, you know, even if I get covid, you know, I have these this dream team of doctors that I right. can just go to, right? And whereas even when it comes to the normal civilians, you have to first show symptoms of covid-19 before you can even be admitted to a hospital, right? Or even get tests and stuff like that. So um, and honestly, even today, like if I wanted to go get a test, like today, like right, right now, mm-hmm. it's there's I, I have to wait at least at least to tomorrow or maybe a day or two, and then sometimes getting the results back isn't as quick. And by that time, I could be dead. So yeah, he he's um, I try not to dehumanize people, but he's trash. Sorry.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, big trash. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna move past that. <laughs> and go into a, something a little, a little bit more light. So uh, there's this, there's this, um, there's this show on Fox soul. Child.
1: What channel is <laughs> it <are>
0: you, <laughs> you know, what I ch- don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but the, it, I think it's called like cocktails with the Queens or something like that. And Lord. it readily stars, I think Claudia Jordan, if I'm not mistaken was like the original host Okay, and I think she somehow. I don't watch it, but they pop up on my timeline and in the shade room every now and then. Uh, but like consistently, she has Lisa Ray. Mm-hmm. She has uh, <laughs> uh, Selena Johnson. Selena Johnson. It all,
1: it all, all falls falls down. Down. That's a great song. <laughs> say how great it's love, a song yeah. that
0: is. Yeah, rest in peace Kanye. Kind of. Yes. <laughs> um, so Selena Johnson, and then Vivica uh, Fox. So, those four ladies are on there talking and ranting and giving like their commentary on the latest gossip and pop culture mm-hmm. and blah 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 blah. so on one of the more recent episodes. Uh, it was Lisa Ray's birthday. Happy Lisa birthday, Ray's birthday, Lisa Ray! Belated. Happy birthday, birthday. Lisa Ray! Belated birthday. Uh, she turned fifty three. Diamond and diamond from Players <laughs> diamond Club, uh, cultural a uh, black cultural icon. Yes. Yeah, uh, man, out dress it roll, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Make that so, money. Listen, and if anybody who knows anything about Lisa Ray, unless you've been on the rock, her and Debra are um, half sisters. I, we don't believe. I don't believe in half stuff. Sisters.
1: They're That's sisters. Yeah, yeah.
0: They sisters, but anyway. So allegedly, they've been estranged mm. for some months. Lord, um, and uh, if you know, it, I think everybody knew that the brat was gay, but she recently like came out mm-hmm. and said mm-hmm. it and embraced it. And she's dating um, the big booty Judy lady, um, um, the hair lady from New Orleans. To, uh, her name is Judy or something. On, on
1: Instagram, is like the
0: body or the body or. But anyway, Whatever. she's dating, She's dating her. <laughs> yeah, um, she's dating her, and. Um, so they surprised Lisa Ray by bringing Debrat <laughs> oh. on to say happy birthday, and Lisa Ray at first um thanked her and was like, "Thank you for coming on," and then she started to say something like, "You know," but even though I ain't heard from my sister, and Vivica Pop was like, "Wait a minute, Shame. girl, that's in the past," and, and Lisa Ray was like, "Uh, <laughs> I don't give a <laughs> y'all don't know sh- <laughs> y'all don't." I mean, I mean, it was she went off and it just got real silent and Selena Johnson finally came and said well uh." (laughs) that went left (laughs) that went left so and on one end bro like if you I think I kind of blame the brat because you number one you know your sister Mm -hmm. you know that y'all ain't talked in a couple of months for whatever reason it's sibling stuff we ain't got to necessarily know all of the reasons why why would you think it's a good idea to confront a Lisa Ray type on national or maybe regional, I don't know what Fox just is. on television. <laughs> on television, <laughs> with the oppor- and even if it is regional, with the opportunity for everybody to eventually see it and get all in your business. And so anyway, <laughs> Lisa Ray came back <laughs> and apologized, and you know she she didn't really apologize for her feelings toward the bracket. She was like, "Oh, that was valid. right?" Uh, and she really didn't say anything bad. She was she just kind of called out the fact that. I'm glad that I finally heard from you. It's really good to hear from you on my birthday because we hadn't talked.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, I, and even though we can argue about whether that was appropriate or not, but she didn't really say anything disparaging mm-hmm. about the brat She didn't put their why or anything mm-hmm. out, out there. Um, but she did apologize to the ladies for flatfoot cussing them, cussing <laughs> I, mean, she, them out. I mean, she cussed <laughs> them out. Uh, and, and what was most interesting to me about all of this apology and stuff? What was that? What's that biblical fox said? I re- I receive your baby sister, girl. <laughs> you're you're fifty six. You're legit three years older than her. Right now, like I get it. Like like it's it's almost like me and you, Brian. I'm younger than you, but I, I don't think you've ever. We could say little bro, big bro. Mm-hmm. I don't think you've ever little broed me.
1: Nah, I don't think I've ever like baby <laughs> yeah. broed a little bro or yeah. Bro, and man. I think
0: in a certain in a certain extent, like why I am your little brother. If I'm not your bio little brother. Like don't Lil Bro me. I don't care <laughs> unless there's significant diff like if you were in your forties mm-hmm. and you call me Lil Bro, like to me that'll be a term of endearment. Right. But if we're like pretty much peer peers. Right, so, we're like friends. Like yeah, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, no. Like anyway, and if I called you big bro, it would probably be in some moment where you gave me advice. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of that's my way of honoring you and your wisdom. But like she little, little sisters, right? Baby sis. This grown woman, <laughs> this grown woman. But anyway, um, that was just I don't I don't even know why that was relevant. But
1: it was funny. But it was, it was funny,
0: <laughs> and I want you don't go look at the apology, go look at the original video go find it's, it's it. good stuff go look it up cuz Lisa Ray <laughs> and here's the thing everybody else was like professionally ready with their zoom best lighting and everything Lisa Ray was already in the bed, in the bed. so <laughs> should let you it let
1: you know she was not with she
0: wanted. and she probably was in her bed on her birthday having a couple of drinks it's already called cocktails with the queens she probably already tipsy and she said i don't give you y'all don't know you don't know you don't know but she know you know <laughs> And I promise you, I would have been Selena Johnson.
1: Well, um, oh. Oh. Well, all right.
0: Let's go to the next thing. All right, the last thing in this interesting billboard this week is that our girl, mm. um, the hottie that we all know and love, we love her. Uh, we love us some. Listen, Megan, Meg the Stallion, uh, made her. I think it, was it her debut on SNL?
1: I believe so. I believe so. Okay.
0: I I didn't want to get that wrong, but I feel like we're right about that. Um, She was on there, and um, Sis's um, performance was filled with... Uh, political commentary and messages. and I love the way that she used her platform. So mm-hmm. um she quoted Tamika Mallory. <laughs> she, <laughs> well, she, quoted had, she she, quoted she had her. it playing in the back about Daniel Cameron being um worse than the Negroes who slow sold, sold black people Preach. into slavery. Um, she talked about the fact that, you know, the quote from MLK, I mean not M L K Malcolm X mm-hmm. about uh, how women are the most disrespected black and, um, women.
1: Black women Black are women. the most disrespected yes. um, uh,
0: cohort of people, a person in in the in, in the world, in mm-hmm. the United States, whatever. Yep. And she just and I love that she used her platform. Like I love the fact that she owns her sexuality and her body yep. and everything that comes yep. with it. But I also love that she's responsible. Like she's all like she's in college. Mm-hmm. And she's always promoted higher education and for women to be like, go back to school, be in school, if that's your thing, whatever. And even in this case, she used it. But what's also beautiful, bro, she talked about how black women need to be protected and black men need to be protected. And she didn't use what she's going through with the little midget Canadian man. Who would not be named.
1: Right, who would not (laughs) be
0: named to, like, talk about the ways in which that black men still need to be protected. Um, So I think she's super mature for that. Um, I love the platform. Now, Daniel Cameron got interviewed on Fox news and was talking about how it was unfortunate and that, you know, he's not, he's not, um, this kind of stuff isn't new to him and people have said this before, but it's really true. It is true, bro. It is true because the thing about it is that as an attorney general, Yes, you have to uphold the law, mm-hmm. right? And there are ways that you have to prosecute in ABC one two three. Like I, I, I understand that about the law, but also as the attorney general in these specific types of cases, you have the power as well to determine what laws affect certain people, what kind of prosecutions go down, like all of these types of things. Yep. What type of indictments are there? And you chose to protect um, drywall more than you did in mm-hmm. the life of a black woman. God. So when we talk about you being worse than the Negroes who sold people, black, other black folk into slavery, mm-hmm. you are, you are Be- Cause here's the other piece. You didn't even put them on like charges that protected the people within the opposing community. Right. I mean, apartments, you still protected their walls mm-hmm. more than you did yeah. the, 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 people surrounding them and Brianna Taylor. Right. So yes, sir. While you, it is your job to uphold the law. And he talked about, he was upholding the law and I have a job to do. Like, no, you had a job to also look at that case holistically and say if, if at the bare minimum, it was manslaughter. Oh, yeah. Even if they didn't get a murder charge at the bare minimum, it was manslaughter. We didn't even get that.
1: No, not at all. And
0: then, like, and then the way that man was released on like, what was it? A thousand dollar, like some minimal bond sentence. Yeah. Um, it was absolutely but but did you see the SNL performance like what were your thoughts yeah, about it
1: I did see it and, and, and to me it was I think it was dope because anytime you know it's always a great time to just highlight black folks and really the struggle or the plight of the black people and, and really our not only our plight but also our strength um, yeah. and she did that and I think the dope thing you kind of mentioned earlier as far as uh, Meg I'm expressing her sexuality she's, the duality of it all it's like she's known for you know um, you know expressing her sexuality when people probably came to see the sexuality she said i'm gonna give y'all this message um uh, mm-hmm. i'm gonna give you all this message i'm gonna let y'all know what's going on so i think that i think that's dope and it's in and, and you know i like the fist raised um you know malcolm malcolm X is one of my favorite people of all time um tamika mallory when that speech that she gave calling him you know every name and and speaking truth to power and saying you know all uh uh skin folk and kin folk or all kinfolk whatever it is yeah that was to me um another example w- one of black women always being on the front line mm-hmm. for the struggle or on the front line uh for the fight of justice so i just think i just i think it was all it was all dope um so i think shout out to to make this time for you know really speaking up and being um here for the cause and and speaking up for the cause and, and, and really loving um, on black folks. And even like you said, as far as her um, really saying that black men need to be protected too, where she could have been in, she could be in a place of like in words, ain't nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like she really Mm -hmm. could be, I mean, niggas ain't nothing. You know what I'm saying? She could be in a space right now. She could be on that, on that vibe, but she's not. And I I definitely appreciate her. And I do love Megan Stallion. Um, If you're listening, God bless you.
0: If you're listening, (laughs) all right. So now that we got all of that, I'm ready to dig into what this VP (laughs) debate was all about. You ready, bro? I am ready. Let's get into it. What's going on, y'all, and welcome to the living room. I hope that you have your snacks and I hope that you grabbed your drink. We didn't, we didn't do all that, but you because we read it. And you better appreciate this here conversation because we stayed up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we up late tonight.
0: <laughs> we stayed up to watch these here debates because we understood uh, that while you may have gotten your CNN commentary, your MSNBC, your Fox News, NPR, whatever your sources are, mm-hmm. you're to get into this good old jigsaw analysis yes. with Josh and Brian. Um, so. Oh, just initial thoughts bro
1: uh, oh oh that's like that's the uh just a unlo- that's a loaded question because i just to say my initial thoughts
0: yeah unload the clip though
1: i'm unloaded uh my initial thought is um this was better in terms of civility uh in terms of you know uh just you know acting as a human being uh or like a, an adult than the last one. So I will commend them on uh, being more civil. Yes, um, absolutely. in that. Regard. Yes. But I don't think in any there's a, you know, I think kudos to Kamala Harris, uh, Senator. Excuse me. I don't want to disrespect her. Senator Kamala Harris um, for representing well um, in all her beautiful blackness. Yes. <laughs> She represented it very well.
0: Can we can I, can I pause real quick for the cause? Yes. To say that from the initial response of pinch when she leaned in that seat, mm. turned that neck, <laughs> popped them lips, she was giving me Black Mama vibes the entire debate. Um, you remember when? Remember when Claire would look at Alvin every <laughs> yes. time you said something real stupid in regards mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. masculinity and womanhood, mm-hmm. that entire face was come to All office all night office
1: <laughs> and the funny thing is like if you if you if you are a black man married to a black woman or have a black mother, you felt that pressure. you knew that face. you knew that face, you knew that <laughs> pressure, that look you felt that energy because um, you've seen it day in and day out so mm-hmm. I you know and, 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 and that's the thing is she was like mad respectful. Like, yeah. there were moments where I felt like she could have dragged him for the filth that he is. Oh, absolutely. And and I we might get into it later, but um, like the space of being a black woman in certain spaces you have, you can't really, uh, sometimes I feel like they can't really go to the place where they need to go Yeah, for fear of, oh, being the quote unquote angry black woman. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Uh, Cause there were times where I'm like, senator harris you know good and well you could really destroy him right now
0: and that's so real like as well as she did Mm -hmm. you can definitely tell she held back yeah because if you watch the brett kavanaugh um hearings listen (laughs) the way she dragged that man to hell and back (laughs) and her prosecutorial skills always come through and they came through tonight but you can tell you can tell that she was intentional and 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 even i would have to give even Pence this credit as well. They both were intentional mm-hmm. on not allowing this debate to be the debacle that was the presidential debate.
1: You're absolutely right. So
0: while I believe Pence was I think Pence is always more reserved than Donald Trump. He's just okay, that's just his character. Right. Mm. But I also think Kamala was doing two things like you said trying not to be the angry black woman mm-hmm. what I, I loved her black womanhood though
1: oh like yeah, exactly. it showed. It showed. yeah like, like
0: in her faces in her expression in her tone like that's just black womanhood and that's not angry it's just black It's i would even say blackness in a sense right because even black men when we're confronted with issue, like sometimes our face speaks like mm-hmm. we have certain catchphrases so i love that she leaned and rested into that um, but i also could see her balancing like you said not wanting to fall into the angry black woman narrative but mm-hmm. at the same time upholding this level of composure right. that, pre- that um vice president biden was not able to do even though he was more reserved than trump he still and a lot of times was very visibly and noticeably flustered and as irritated as she became she never gave us that
1: oh yeah and i think he was flustered because just like in you see in society like white men can be intimidated or masculine can be intimidated by women of color i've seen this in corporate america um if you want to see a white man's eyes roll faster than anything Mm -hmm. let a black woman say something uh you know or test their intelligence and that white male privilege uh, I know she ain't trying to jail me will rise up so quick. So fast. <laughs> so quick. Um, so fast. And we definitely saw that on stage.
0: Yeah, because like in leaning into their point, you know, I'm just gonna say it like this white men are gonna white men. Oh he And what I mean by that is they will clearly put their um a lot of times their race but also their gender very dominant in every space that they're in. And like you said, if it was a black man, they may feel insulted, but a black (laughs) woman at that at that you know what I'm saying Ooh. you're a woman you know <laughs> um and it makes me think about the ways in which black women have been um just overlooked disrespected throughout history one of my favorite movies okay. well not one of my favorite movie brian you know what it is okay uh-huh. the color purple <laughs> yes yes
1: sir <laughs> um
0: y- y'all and y'all know y'all know on the jigsaw too how much i think i've talked about before how much a fan of me is but anyway um like in the line where seeley finally got free Like one of the things that he gave her as an insult was that she was a woman Mm -hmm. like it was an insult Mm -hmm. and I think that level of um, thinking and perspective has carried over across um, like gender lines and Mm -hmm. it's a level Mm -hmm. of misogyny but like you say in addition to white men not only are you a woman but you're a black woman Mm -hmm. so how dare you come at me like that and I think Um, And just like leaning into that a little more, that is exactly why he was able to treat the moderator in the way that he treated her. He ran all over her, disrespected the time limits. And at first he seemed as if, like I think it is common to assume Mm -hmm. that in a debate you may go over your time and you may finish a sentence. But he was finishing like thoughts and giving paragraphs in ways that I think again, one, Kamala was trying to be very astute in her ability to uphold the rules, mm-hmm. um, but also I think he was doing it in ways that the moderator simply would not allow Kamala to do it. At because all. she was looking at her as a black, you a woman, but now, so, I think it was flip. The moderator was approaching Kamala like you're, you're a, like real women, but you're black. And 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 Pence was looking at the moderator like you're white, but you're a woman, so you're not going to stop me, right? Right. So I think that was this like real dichotomy um, that the moderator was facing with upholding the honor of white privilege, but Mm -hmm. also letting you know we may be feminine, we may be feminine, but you're still black, and if you didn't pick that up.
1: Oh, exactly. I don't know what you were watching. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, 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 I, and I saw that. I think to me, like, I think he definitely, there was privilege there, right? So he mm-hmm. definitely rested on his, even if we, don't say, want not say white. We wouldn't put white into this right yet. On his male privilege, right? The, I'm, uh, You can just, and you saw it in his eyes. Like, uh, I just, I'm going to say what I got to say anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like I, mm-hmm. I, I have the right to say what I want to say, uh, but then on top of that, again, it was like you can tell that it, when it, to me it felt like there was a bias um, uh, where the moderator again allowed Pence to say and do things um, where he that she did not allow uh, 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 Senator uh, Harris the space yes. and opportunity to do it. It's kind of to me it felt like a, um, a boxing match where the the moderator is supposed to be the referee, mm-hmm. and the bell clearly has rung. Right mm-hmm. rang wrong whatever mm-hmm. um and Kamala Harris does the right thing and is going back to her corner and then the boxer is just keeps punching her you know keep punching her keep punching and then the referee doesn't say anything and that that's what it felt like the referee didn't intervene he's letting her just punch her while you know Kamala, uh, Senator Harris that is is trying to be the the um trying to be professional um and do the right thing as far as in terms of the rules and stuff like that so I you definitely saw the to me, it felt like a bias. Yeah. Um and, and again, it was just kinda like how i again how Senator Harris's just professionalism and, you know, black womanhood shine through in that moment is, you know, we know we know black women. Yes, absolutely. And even when they are disrespected or um uh they people try to run them over, they're going to approach things with class and dignity. Mm-hmm. Mm And she did just that.
0: Oh, she absolutely did that. And I think the interesting thing about Mike Pence, Vice President Pence, rather, um, kind of going over his time, not kind of going over his time time. and being disrespectful and allowing, and even interrupting her. Like, oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Consistently
0: interrupting her. Um, I think not only was that privilege, but it also was interesting in the fact that he consistently dodged every question that was thrown every
1: single question
0: that was not a clear answer that he was able to give in any particular way that like 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 brian all right if you looked out your window what would you say it looks like right now Looks dark. All right. So if you were Mike Pence, you would have said, well, you know, just based on my experience in life, Mm -hmm. there are times in which it may be dark outside and it may be light outside. (laughs) but But what me and my administration is going to be able to do is to ensure that there is safety in whether there's darkness or whether there's light. Bruh, we don't need any of that. Any of that. Right. The only thing that I need is for you to answer the question. And He spent so much time defending well let me let me take this back he spent so much time approaching the questions in ways that only benefited the narrative that he wanted to prove oh, yeah. and part of that is debate right you want to like prove your narrative mm-hmm. but when it comes at the risk of actually not giving like real tangible information mm-hmm. stuff that I can research stuff that I can put my hands on right. like for example the coronavirus there's mm-hmm. no way that Mike Pence could flip the coronavirus. So by saying that, you know, the president did all these things to keep the American people safe. The the very same president many times was contradictory to what Dr. Fauci Mm -hmm. said. Mm -hmm. And many times he was very contradictory to like what you're trying to put out there now. Like the man just told us like months ago, masks aren't that important. Empowering people who were protesting Right. About not wearing masks, Some about, hey, you know, these good people need to get back to work because they, and these white folk out here just really want haircuts and want to be able to do all the other type of things, right? So like, and these are things that you can't flip. So instead of trying to talk through whatever asinine rationale the Trump administration had, right. all you had was meaningless rhetoric mm-hmm. that just feel, and then you were then you were going over your two minutes and still not answering the question.
1: Oh yeah, and, and the thing that was bothering me too, like this fool was using his two minutes to answer the question before, or not even answer the question but to, to address. Can I go back to can that? Can I go back to that? <laughs> and then what he would do is he would go back, use his two minutes for the, for the for the to respond to something that Senator Harris said on the last um, question, and then still uses two, use two minutes to, to then not even answer the next question. It not was, even answer the question. So frustrating.
0: It was so frustrating. And so, like, you were um, hogging all of the time. You did not answer any questions. And, like, you you, you dodged a lot of questions. Um, but let, let, let me ask you this. What was your perspective on how... Senator Harris began to shift the focus of her answers on the lackluster performance of Donald Trump.
1: Um, I the thing the thing is it's tough because it's like we I well, it there's a certain base that already knows Donald Trump is trash. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think sometimes in the debate, my thought process is you're trying to um set up a case for those who are on the fence um and i think she did that um in in most cases she did that i think she did a good job as far as painting the picture as far as the administration's um uh failure to um enact certain policies and failure to um i think one of the things she said that i think was really great she was saying like oh y'all wanted to uh <laughs> to slow the um the frenzy. I mean, I'm just paraphrasing. slow the frenzy of the coronavirus, and she was like, "Well, how was y'all? What was y'all doing about this toilet paper? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, do you think that it really changed anything? Like, no. It, it was the fact of like it was a it was a thing, but y'all acting like it wasn't a thing. Yeah. And then now we have two hundred and ten thousand people dead, and y'all still acting like it's not a thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's it's it was, she, but she. I think she did a good job of of trying of trying. Listen, trying. Yeah. To um to 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 point to where the truth was. Yes. Um, But I think what he ended up doing was countering, you know, and using words that she didn't really say Mm -hmm. to try to prove a point. Like she said something along the lines of um, the administration, our president, didn't do a good job regarding the coronavirus. He says, oh, well, Americans Sacrificed a lot and did a great job regarding the coronavirus. She she specifically said the administration, where he wants to say, "Oh well, Americans did a great job with coronavirus. You guys made sacrifices, and my heart goes out to those who made sacrifices." No, right. The 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 what she said was that the administration was trash in this process. You <laughs> want to flip it and go, "Oh, but the American people? We trust American people?" Like, no, bro. Like you're you're off off topic. And even with the same thing when it came to. I'm um, sure trying to hold him accountable regarding masks or potential mandates and stuff like that. He was like, well, we feel that the American people are smart enough to, you know, do things, um, you know, in their own time, in their own way and be responsible and stuff like that. And, he, and, then, and then the moderator asked a great question. She said, how do you expect the American people to do the right thing or follow mandates and stuff like that when y'all didn't do it? He still did not answer that question.
0: He he didn't because I mean, because he didn't have an answer. Right. Because just like, um, you know, I think I feel like we talked about a little bit earlier uh, in the podcast um, when we talked about the president having COVID-19, like once he got out of the hospital, what did he do? He immediately began immediately. to downplay COVID COVID. He immediately began to like take his mask off into spaces. Oh, yeah. Like we saw the planted pictures. Um oh, yeah. because mm-hmm. like they like the timestamp said that those pictures were five minutes apart, but he had on different outfits. He was in different positions. So like Ooh, he is consistently downplaying everything about this particular virus. And what I really loved about what Senator Harris was able to do, not only was she able to talk about um, how like put the focus on how Trump and his administration has failed, but mm-hmm. she continued to push the narrative to show that this was a pattern of Donald Trump. Oh yeah. So she was showing like not only is he like just terrible in this in these one off situations, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he is consistently terrible. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> and and that's to your point earlier where you said as far as her litigation skills, she was she was trying to legit, um give us a case. Like she was providing the case and she was giving us different exhibits and she was building the case against Donald Trump. Um, So you can clearly see that she was prepared in terms of her skill and her style. And the funny thing is Lauren kind of mentioned to me, she, she did not say, um, or, uh, or anything at any time in that debate. Mm -hmm. Like she, she stood strong in in what she was saying. And she did a great job of, to me, I, I believe, um, painting the picture and showing, uh, um, like you said, the the constant, the 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 trend of Donald Trump not doing the right thing or making the right decisions. Mm-hmm.
0: And it just came in breaking news. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that there's been a fact check where speaking of coronavirus, where um, Vice President Pence said that the Obama administration left the stockpile empty, where Last. the uh, Obama administration left over about 16000 ventilators were left after his administration left office. So like, just all like, and that's the thing, when you don't answer questions and you just want to disparage the legacy Mm -hmm. of the former administration, you're left in these situations where, like you can, like, President Trump is always lying. Right, but but what's more, what, what I believe, and I'm just gonna lean into this a little bit, that Pence's position today was to reconcile, I think I said it earlier, the the debacle that was the first presidential debate. I agree. However, even in his professionalism and his like calm demeanor, he lived up to the the reputation of a deceitful Mm -hmm. and despicable administration. Like I get it that you are going to downplay the previous administration before you, but when it comes to a place where you're like straight up lying, and you're not even at all. Like, you can say Obamacare was a disaster because you didn't believe in Obamacare, right? That's your right. That's your perspective. Whether we agree with that or not, right? Like, you can, if you dislike the policy, you can say that. But to say blatant lies like they left us without any means to provide A, B, and C for medical right. care when there were 16,000 ventilators left to, you know, to do whatever mm-hmm. they were going to do with them. When Kamala Harris brought up the point that, um the emergency response staff right, that was, was in place that, yep. you know what i'm saying you fired them all immediately you know immediately <laughs> like but and then didn't even replace them immediately no, like no, so no. if you get rid of them like like think about your job bro right. if for some reason let's say the entire team that's under you gets fired
1: mm-hmm.
0: your company is going to be like all right brian we got us we we got to refill it because right. all of the, you can't do all this by yourself I don't. a b and c one two and three so even so while there was no pandemic or like massive, like global disease, or anything that was going on at the time when Trump was elected, it does not mean like there was technically no war going on either. But you don't get rid of the Marines and the Army and the Navy, like you don't do that. You know what I'm saying? So right. like at the same time, like I, I just, I just really don't like, and I guess that's all I really have to say is that I don't like it. But I, I've come to expect it. The ways in which you try to completely lie and tear down obama's legacy right versus really just debating like for me the debate should be the differences between the fact right. Now, if you speak negatively against that, again i can't i can't come at you for speaking negatively against something that you don't agree with right. whether like i agree or not but to like flat out say there was nothing there when there are clear facts that there were plenty of the things there oh yeah
1: <laughs> yeah and, and and even to the suggest when he was saying something along the lines of uh that the uh, swine flu was just they got lucky, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you know, only well, I think what like 12. I'm just, I don't know the numbers offhand, mm-hmm. but only like what 12,000 people died of swine flu, and he was saying, oh, we, y'all got lucky. Okay, no, uh, <laughs> okay, but well, we had a whole team in place, we had a whole strategy in place, and not on top on top of that, the the Obama administration or President Obama has the the capacity to provide a calming nature and a response to even the the worst situations whereas Donald Trump does not have that the 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 ability to even when he even though he's lying talking about oh i didn't want to alarm the people he doesn't have the ability to uh, even take a, a da- potentially dangerous situation and bring yeah. calm to it,
0: but think about so like and, and let's even debunk that. Like I'll be the own fact checker here, okay. um, and I don't have like the exact stats or anything, but I remember very specifically H one N one and swine flu and all that kind of thing. I remember it, and I remember like there was a case here in Georgia where when that man went to Emory Hospital, they blocked off like the whole floor, mm. and I think it was because at the time the Obama administration had equipped um people with information and like you said calm them in a way and follow cdc guidelines and mm-hmm. put out things in place like i i don't remember ever stopped working having to be remote oh, no. um and i worked downtown not far from emory hospital in midtown and they're like i wasn't like not allowed like people couldn't go into their hospital and into their floor but like i was not not allowed to travel in like midtown atlanta so i say that to say I don't th- like losing 12,000 lives is a tragedy. That's a
1: lot of oh, people yeah, who are gone. One right? life is too many.
0: One yeah, one life is one too many. However, I think the numbers were disproportionately low in comparison to the 200,000 is because the way that the Obama administration handled it. I don't think that, unfortunately, in any pandemic where you do not know, like, the consequences of a disease, um, what the results of said disease could be, I believe that, unfortunately, human life will be collateral, right? I don't think that there will ever be a pandemic where no one, right, is is like— you won't have any fatalities right however that number can be drastically diminished mm-hmm. in ways that it has not happened so not only have we saw death in unprecedented ways but we also saw an economy that has been affected we've saw people that like i've been late i like i was one of the people that got laid off mm-hmm. so i could speak to that directly and then just the way that the um the federal government even responded to relief like what is twelve hundred dollars for nothing. real, like what is twelve hundred dollars? And then I I had children, so I got an extra G, right? But what what is twenty four hundred dollars? Nothing. No, no, no. In, in the greater sense of things, like my like if I like if I paid my rent out of that, it would eat that up,
1: Easy. and I would
0: have very little left after after I paid my rent. Right? <laughs> so, but think about the families who were not in the position like me, where I got some severance pay, mm-hmm. um, and you know and some, and I had a decent savings and things like that. Right? Everybody isn't as fortunate. Right, so twelve hundred dollars literally didn't move any needle for any family for really needy families. Right. right, um, so to so to say that people got lucky was like, first of all, your response was trash. Right, um, and it wasn't so much luck as much as it was an administration that had the capacity to really handle what it was. And then, and if we're being honest, H one N one wasn't as what I will say to that. It wasn't as unknown. As coronavirus, right? And, but I also think getting the information early, mm-hmm. right, and being on top of that information allowed us, even with whatever knowledge we may have had about it, to get on top of it and prevent the spread, whether it was completely unknown or not. Mm-hmm. If Donald Trump would have done what some of their, our other sister countries had done, mm-hmm. we would be in a space where we really could probably be back to some level of normalcy. Why yeah. do you think that Europe ain't letting us over there? Americans over there,
1: right? Because
0: they don't know what's going on with us,
1: right? <laughs> and, and that and that's the, the the to me is one of the biggest things we're gonna get back to the debate after this I, I believe I'm hopefully can transition back to it but I think that's one of the main things I think with this election is the the to me we're just even putting away side principles you know, conservative principles democratic principles liberal principles whatever the, the to me the biggest issue is Donald Trump being the president is that he's like the face of our nation Mm-hmm. And at the moment, we are completely like a laughing stock to the world, and that yes. that saddens me. You know, and, and then the thing is, I I I'm an American. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Especially during the Olympics, you know I'm gonna be Americans, rah, rah 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 rah. So I'm proud to be an American. However, at the at this moment, <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, let it, you be proud, bro. I, 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 let me say, let me say, I'm <laughs> proud in, in terms of, uh, like I enjoy my lifestyle. I enjoy, you know, the stuff that I have. I like the country that we live in. Let me say that. Okay. Um, But in terms of, um, of course, how we do things and run things, I I think that's trash. But as far, I think it's even more trash that we are like the laughing stock of the world. Um, When at one point, when they keep keep saying under the Obama administration, people didn't trust us, people didn't love us and stuff like that, where like clearly if if you did, they did polls around the world President Obama was one of the most admired men in the world, and he mm-hmm. still is on the list of the most admired men in the world. So we were we were never at a place where it felt like or seemed like as America, uh, we were just the laughing stock or or not allowed in other countries. So to me, that's 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 crazy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And to and to say that like our administration is completely like laughable at this moment countries don't respect us Mm -mm. um it says a lot right um so i'm really interested bro in and i'm gonna tie this back to the moderator in what the white base is going to really do right because i know that there's blacks for trump Oh yeah, and POCs for Trump. But if you look at the overwhelming data from the last election, it was white women who really pushed the needle True. and got that man in office. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering how the respectability factor, because that's one thing white people hold on to with their privilege. Mm-hmm. They hate to be disrespected or seemingly disrespected. And there's this level of respectability factor that not only Trump does not have, but he's lost with mm-hmm. the major players in in all nations, right? right. Um, no pun intended to to church, right? <laughs> but like he's he's definitely lost it, you know, across nations, you know, abroad. So I I really I'm very interested in how the disregard for the respect of the office of president is going to really affect what this
1: what this election is going to be come November third. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like okay, so we were up late night. Uh, November what is it? What was it last year? November fourth, November second. Four years ago, so four years ago, like, Something we, like that. We were up. Oh yeah, up. We were up, up late, late <laughs> texting in complete disbelief. Mm-hmm. Um, and in and in most cases, to me, I wasn't necessarily shocked. I was, I was shocked, but in in I was shocked to the fact of like I can't believe I really did this. But then the reality set in, like eh, this is America, and like Donald Trump. If you were to say, if you were to say, who is America? At the heart of America, Donald Trump would be the living embodiment of who, of who America is: racist, oh, yeah. misogynist, um, broke, broke. Um, <laughs> pr- you have you have, of, yeah, white, you have a level of white. You have a level of pride in something you know that you didn't build yourself, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so so to me, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. You know, America deserves Donald Trump because America, Donald Trump is who America is, um, and as you alluded to, like, or you said. Uh, the white women were the, the the I guess, the people who kind of pulled him over or put him over the hump. And this was even after all of the misogynistic things that he said and the allegations of rape and sexual assault and um, cheating on his spouse all, and all this stuff that came out and that women mm-hmm. c- completely should have been like, eh, that was terrible. I'm, I'm not voting for this guy. They still voted for him. White women, that is. I think it was a sixty-seven percent or something like that. It was yeah, a.
0: It was it was big numbers. It was
1: a big number, um, and I saw a poll today that said it's it's you know that that number has decreased, but still, like I think to, you know that I I if if Donald Trump wins the election again, I wouldn't be shocked, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked that it was if it was like white women that voted him in again.
0: Right. So what I think the biggest win tonight was bringing it back to the debate um, more specifically, because for all of you listening, we're going to talk about this upcoming election and what all that means. Oh, yeah. So just consider October voting in election month. Vote or die. Shout out to Diddy in in, in 04, whenever he said said (laughs) that. Right. Um, But I think the biggest win, though, was that. That was negative perception and a real opportunity um, for counterattacks against what the Trump administration is and represents. Right. I think that was the biggest win tonight. And like I said, for uh, Kamala Harris to keep resting on the fact that um, Donald Trump has a repeated... Um, pattern of doing bad things, a repeated pattern of not following through, a pattern of lying because one thing that the Trump administration can never debunk or can never go against is that you can't flip COVID. You can't right. flip the fact that your president did not denounce and kind of encourage hate groups and hate speech. Right. You can't go against like the deaths that's in America. You can't flip the trade war that's going on. As much as you don't believe in um global warming, you can't flip the fact that last winter we had one of the hottest winters known to like it was like seventy degrees on Christmas almost. You know what right, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like so so these are things, and while it doesn't get really cold in the South, like we we legit be in the twenties though, you know what I'm saying? And it oh, wasn't yeah. it wasn't that. So like these are things that you can't flip. And I'm really hoping that this last the last debate as asinine as that was, and tonight's debate just kind of showing I hope people can see past the facade of Mike Pence's demeanor. Right and really look at the fluff and the lack of substance that he provided in his answers and what he had to say. Um, and I really hope people are finally able to reconcile whatever their issues are with Kamala Harris right. because I think me and you've kind of talked about this offline several times. Love it or hate it, she is the next front runner for the Democratic Party. Exactly. So there could be some rising, amazing. Um, political person that pops up. But as of today, your vice president is always the first front runner in an upcoming election. Right. Unless you have somebody like a Mike Pence, who in my opinion is nothing but a Dick Cheney. Um and we kind of <laughs> know he's kind of just a lame duck. He's kind of there to be there. Right. right. So I think I hope anyway that the debates kind of prove that. Like one a Kamala presidency is something that we can get behind in the future because she's going to be the front running run. And two, that while he was cool, calm and collected, he was still negative. He was still um, abrasive. And he represented everything that Donald Trump um, represent, you know, is.
1: Yeah, he, he's like the person. Well, OK, so like, say if you're in an argument, right. And you are just passion. You're just showing passion, passion, mm-hmm. passion, passion, mm-hmm. passion. But then you ever been in an argument with a person who's like calm, but what they're saying is like really rude and condescending. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you're on the other side of the argument and you're just passionate. You're like, oh, and you're upset. Like Mike Pence is that person. He's the person in the argument where he's real calm, but what he's saying is rude and condescending and like it's, Legit making you like upset, and this is, I think, what's happening to uh Senator Harris. He was saying some like rude and condescending things, and I can, you know, sh- and I think the goal was to try to get her out of character. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then, and that's what uh, oftentimes people do, like when you do get upset. They're like, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't say anything, I didn't, I didn't do anything, and then you well, act why like. Why are you so aggressive? Why are you so <laughs> aggressive? <laughs> bro? What's what's going on? Like, you know, I just, I just said, like, you know, and then of course there was the, the, you know, the dog whistles out there, mm-hmm. but that's, like I said, like to your point like far that's the kind of person he is. He's just said stuff with, you know, just a calm demeanor but it was still rude it was still, the the rude of it, rudeness of it all was you like you just talking without your 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 opportunity to talk like it wasn't your turn to talk it wasn't you're, your turn at all and that was just that was just rude and 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 you did exactly what Donald Trump did just calmer mm
0: mm-hmm. mhm Exactly. And, and But again, I think that was the strategy, right? Mm-hmm. To remain calm, to be this level of peace and then in some ways, like you said, push Kamala, mm-hmm. Senator Harris out of character. Um, what some people may say was out of character, I think was very appropriate when she said, Mr. Vice President, I'm talking. I was um, uh, very appropriate. And it was just appropriate because I am talking and it's not your turn. You agree like your your team agreed to the rules of two minutes of uninterrupted time. Mm-hmm. And consistently you showed that even as an, an elder man, uh, <laughs> that you did not have the capacity to follow rules that you agreed to, that you directly um you know, say like, this is what I'm going to adhere to. This is how it's going to be structured. And you knew for a fact that you was not going to be able to do that. So, uh, overall, I think this debate was a lot more palatable oh, than yeah. the first one. Like yeah. I, the last one, I just was just like, God help us all, please. Um, but this one was a lot more palatable. It was a lot easier to digest. Um, again, I'm still like very irritated and whatever with the Trump administration. Um, but I also you know what I'm saying like I also understand that just because I feel like this was a clear win for Kamala mm-hmm. does not mean that this is a clear win for us in November.
1: Oh yeah not at all and, and and honestly, I will never feel I've seen so many polls and we saw so many polls in 2016 that Go show and, and mind you even I think we talked about a poll we saw today and it was like a clear a clear gap, a clear gap but that silent majority. Um, you know, I don't trust it. Um, but like I said, based off of this debate, I think it was, I think Senator Harris definitely did her thing. She played by the rules. Um, I guess my question would be, what do you think about when the question was asked about Breonna Taylor? (laughs) What do you think about their responses?
0: So I'm not, I'm intentionally (laughs) saying. I'm intentionally silent because I'm trying, you know, as, 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 you know, this is my platform, right? We ship. this is our platform. We say what we want to say, Mm -hmm. but I am also intentionally tapering my response because the whole Breonna Taylor thing irritates me. So, Mm -hmm. and, um, we taught, we discussed it in brevity during the billboard. So, Y'all kind of know how I feel. And you heard my tone change and shift as we went from light, casual, mm-hmm. billboard talk to kind mm-hmm. of really thinking through it. <sighs> to say things like you believe in the justice system. Oh. To have the audacity to say things like you think it's disrespectful to say that there is systematic racism. Mm-hmm. Um, in America, really shows a number of things for me. One, like your white privilege is blinding, mm-hmm. um, so much so that you can't see the ways in which there is just injustices around that entire case. Um, we can still so you can come up with whatever kind of rhetoric to like help your case or causes but what you can't go against is evidence that says we didn't hear them announce themselves as the police so while there's a no-knock warrant Mm -hmm. there still has to be an announcement of entering into the space right Mm -hmm. um like the fact that the the uh the charges were again against the drywall <laughs> and right. not against, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in support of the people was complete disregard for human life. So for you to kind of always pacify us by saying it was a tragedy, mm-hmm. but then go on to want to believe that somehow justice was served. Mm-hmm it's infuriating mm-hmm. it is it is it is disrespectful it's a slap in my face i feel like you spit in my face oh, mm-hmm. every time you say things like that and to further say um that you have done more for black people than kamala harris could have done mm. during her time as ag bro i wanted to come through the television and box dude for that because mm-hmm. it. i mean to me that was just the line like remind me exactly the ways in which you've pushed for criminal justice reform remind me exactly the ways in which you've advocated for the um for black lives, right? Remind me the ways in which you've advocated for black rights to be at the forefront and to be equitable to your white counterparts. Remind me of those specific things, not bringing HBCU presidents to the White House, not bringing these coons and jigaboos to gyrate in front of us that got blackface like these are our skin folk but not our skin folk, right? Right. Not by hiring idiots like Omarosa and who you ended up firing and didn't even have a real office within the White House. Like, don't do these performative measures and do these other type a thing to say that you have the black You have the black people and um, African Americans, you know what I'm saying, at heart. Like these are not things that you really believe and your actions sure as heck doesn't justify anything that you've ever done. So please tell me Mm -hmm. the type of justice that you believe in. Please tell me Mm -hmm. like the ways in which that you support and advocate for black lives. Please tell me Mm. like what heel that you're standing on. Like show me the heel that you and Terry Crews are finding because I really wanna know what geographic measurements that like that you're putting into your GPS that is putting you on this space of privilege and this mountain of like idiot like idiots like i just i really can't i get so frustrated uh because i really can't fathom anyone being that so out of touch and oh, yeah. that's so out of tune in
1: 2020. yeah and, and to me like those two points kind of just stood Oof. out to me as far as like Oof. either <laughs> <laughs> either it's like intention it's it's you, he said two things one was the like you said, as far as the um, justice system, that was one that kind of got me hot where he was just like, oh, William, yeah, I trust the justice system. Like what? Like, again, privilege, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, justice in your community is completely different than justice in our community. Um, and, you know, to sit there and say, oh, you know, Breonna Taylor this, Breonna Taylor that, and like, and to not really even address the situation was so annoying but even to your point as far as what have they done for like the black community and stuff like that like you do know that as far as the president of the united states if it's a federal crime they can just instantly just pardon them so you getting people out of jail is not hard you you know what i'm saying like it's not hard
0: and here's the other piece Much of that was not even because you wanted to or you thought they need to be parted It Mm -mm. was because of whatever rationale that Kim Kardashian had now I I, you know, I ain't know Kim Kardashian nothing at all But what I'm and I'm not but I'm not going to like go against the work that she's done to help I'm not gonna say because people have been fighting for justice for years So I'm not just gonna put her on like put this cape on her But I'm not going to downplay that she used her influence right Mm -hmm. to help push the needle to get some of these people who were unjustly. Prosecuted in jail to get them pardoned and get them out. Right. But again, while we can say whatever we want to say about Kim Kardashian's part in it, you wouldn't have done that on your own merit. Oh yeah. There no. was no way, like the Obama administration, where you looked at certain cases, was presented certain things, and was like, Okay, this, you know, this deserves a second look. This deserves a pardon. You were not doing any of that. Specifically not for black lives, you were about to do oh, that. Oh yeah,
1: not at all. No, no. And the thing, there was there was there's been no systemic changes or no things that you actually again you said performative things there are a lot of performative things things that look like as if we're trying to do something but as far as like systems and i think the funny thing is uh senator harris actually called it out and i really wish there was opportunity for him to actually answer the question even though he never would have answered the question when she was like out of all these uh justices that were appointed 128 justices and all of them are white or not oh he said said, none of them are black not one not one not one black justice right and so it's, it's a lifetime appointment too
0: and the, and so, yeah, so like, in the spaces where it matters the most, like you didn't show what diversity, what inclusion looked like. and and please don't try to tout Ben Carson because you put a freaking like surgeon in a hood seat. right. So not only is he in <laughs> like he's proven that his politics and his policies are just ridiculous, but he also is like just as much, if not more unqualified for his job as you are, right. as you as you are Right. right so at least with the justices like they were judges but to but to kamala's point right what does that mean for like for justice what does that mean for when you're writing you know um Opinions that mm-hmm. you know those type of judges Do and like and usually those Lifetime appointments is comes from Like that's what the pool of mm-hmm. Supreme Court justices typically come from yep. Unless you have somebody like a Kamala Harris Who was just an amazing AG Goes to you know to the Senate and then is probably Put in a sub like that has, that has happened before too but most times It's like it's these like you know Circuit court judges and these like other mm-hmm. Federal appointed judges that get into These spots that really talk About the ways in which our Constitution Governs us a document that was written by white men for white men,
1: right? Only, and, oh, yeah. <laughs> you and, know? and if we go even go deeper, white men who had property, so right. you know what I'm saying? People so, as property, people, right, right. So, uh, it, 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 it wasn't meant for us, but I think you know, even within that, I think, uh, but that main part of the question Brian Brianna Taylor definitely showed a, I think, more so like a, a willful disconnect from black folks um and, and you even know just justice in general.
0: You know what's even more frustrating is that blackness is is a topic of debate during a like during this presidential
1: election. And and, and I kind of want to talk about that last time one of the the topics was race and violence or something like mm-hmm. that. <laughs>
0: I'm like what? Like what? We're the like you. You're not discussing Asian Americans. You're not discussing the Latinx community. Like we are a topic of debate. And while I understand we are facing injustice, and I understand why it is a topic of debate, the fact that it is a topic is. Draining and sad, and we we ain't talking about the ways in which white people need more rights. Like, mm-hmm. why is that even a question in this quote unquote land of the free and home of the brave? Right. Like, why is that even a question? So, like, the the, the whole cunts. Like, I I get it. We do need to talk about it, right? Because oh, there yeah, needs definitely. to be systematic change. Part of me believes that you know real reform will never happen in america until the entire system is dismantled burn this that, that joker to the ground mm-hmm. um as the, as the church folk will say burn that whole mugger down <laughs> <laughs> um because but honestly though i really think like a real dismantling of the system is what has to happen for us because if you keep trying to ref- there's too many people who benefit from a lack of reform right um, so until it is completely dismantled in some type of way um that's when i believe we'll really start saying the needle go like i the needle's gonna continue to move
1: mm-hmm. but
0: to see where the needle needs to be
1: oh yeah it has to
0: be a dismantling of it um so bro like as you know like all of the different topics specifically that one, Breonna taylor is always draining
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's always kind of upsetting and to be honest with you when he started talking about it and started going left i tried to tune out but my anger led me back in it with my other ear, and yeah. I just—it <laughs> was yeah.
1: so, it was so, and to me, it was so condescending. I'm like, huh? Like what? Like it was like in in the the uh, the absurdity of saying, oh, and they just think the country is just like racist. Like, huh? Like, no, oh, because it is. It is, bro. Like it is. Like you know.
0: Oh, he brought up like, but that doesn't excuse the looting and the like. What did you Did, did you not know that in um? Was it? Is it kenosha is that how you protest the city yeah where the yeah. um where the murderer came yes, and killed two like, people the white the um yeah the white um, um neo-nazi vigilante mm-hmm. like we don't like talking about him no no but you only want to talk about the black people looting now while i have my opinions about looting and we can talk about that in another conversation right like nobody really wants to talk about like this 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 gunman at all and the violence that they do you don't want to talk about the proud boys Mm-mm. and the ways in which that they were excited about and what they how they interpreted stand back and stand by right, right? you like the only people i want to talk about is the kkk and granted we need to completely figure out ways to dismantle them as well but there are so many other alt-right groups right that are out there that are violent like c- come here charlottesville when you ran your dodge charger through a crowd and killed somebody like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm really and you want to focus but you want to focus in on the looting right because that's the people of color and see and that's systematic racism
1: when you can ignore all of these other things mm-hmm. but hone in on people of color and black folk and the funny thing they think about this y'all be a distraught about property yes. y'all be distraught about property when it's actual people dying it's like oh you know our prayers and, and thoughts go out to this family but you know a person's business and, and granted i'm i'm not you know going to sit there and say that i you know condone or anything like that as far as people's businesses being destroyed and stuff like that. But it's just, it's interesting that you're the, the profit is more important than people or property is more important than people. So you're, you're outraged at the fact that somebody may have burned down a property, but you're not, there's not the same level of outrage is not there. Uh, when it comes to, um, talking about people being killed, even the same, in the same conversation, uh, he was so upset about the fact that people were looted, but he didn't have that same energy when it came to George Floyd. Not at all. It was just like, oh, you know, just, you know, and he will get justice, but the looting, my God. But the lo-
0: right. Like, <laughs> like, oh, he's going to get justice, but the looting. So you're telling me that Target, um, their windows are much more important than the life
1: <laughs> of George Floyd.
0: Come on. But it goes back to Breonna Taylor, right? right. Drywall versus life.
1: Right, right, right. And then, and then, <laughs> and then he had the nerve to talk about as far as, and I'm glad she kind of checked him here and was like, "Like, who do you think you are? how dare you to sit up here and tell me about prosecuting?" And the thing is, like, you you didn't even bring up the fact that Daniel uh, Cameron did not provide all the evidence and stuff like that to um, to the grand jury, who at this point, um, he Daniel Cam, uh, yeah, Daniel Cameron, he's actually trying to hide. Um, are uh, 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 trying to not let the um, yeah the stuff go out free. So mm-hmm. to me, there's, there's definitely a cover up there. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Because you, you know you showed your tail, and then now the lies are starting to come out. But it, it's even within that, it's like you want to act like oh you know, uh, it's it's kind of like you you're playing the fool, like asking like oh you know i''m, not, I'm not, I wouldn't dare you know uh, discredit our our American people or our, our grand jury. You, you don't think that they're smart enough? No, it's not the fact that they're not smart enough. it's the fact that they, they weren't provided all the evidence and 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 then when you go in and say, I believe in our justice system where we, we when we live in a completely different society where um black people are not feed uh, treated fairly in terms of our justice system. Um, so it's just that question alone to me was the most frustrating question. Um, I think again, uh, Senator Harris did a great job at, you know, showing like, as you, you know, to your point, as far as the complete differences Mm -hmm. in stances regarding that topic. Mm -hmm. Um, but one topic, I feel like they did not really show a difference was, uh, what was it? It was the, um, help me out here. Um. was it was it the money? No, no. Oh,
0: it wasn't the economy. It wasn't they the economy. Had, they had quite a bit of differences on that one.
1: It wasn't the economy. Which one was? Cause I was like, um, oh, I don't really, you know, see any too much of a, a greater difference here. What was it? There was no clear answer in terms of uh like global warming. Like the oh, yeah. mm-hmm. there was no clear answer. I know, you know, in 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 Senator Harris didn't really stand on the you know the Green New Deal, they kept wanting to bring that part up. He wanted to keep bringing up the green Green New Deal, Green New Deal, and he kept trying to say like, "Oh, we're doing all these things in different states and stuff like that," and blah blah blah. But it didn't seem like they really had any legitimate stance on either side, as far as, um, in terms of like you know our our world in terms of like global warming, and and yeah. even consider as far as the safety of the of the world, like those things play come into play when it comes to like sicknesses and pandemics and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um our water source and shouts at the Flint, um, just in general, like just stuff that people really don't even think about what do you think about that that topic
0: no so yeah I, I i think brian to be honest i really think that's probably biden's weakest policy endeavor mm-hmm. and it's really why in his debate he he wanted to separate himself from the green new deal because it's so mm-hmm. progressive but i also think where the the critique may have been preparing harris for this was that we're Altering the Green New Deal. So Mm -hmm. yes, we it's on our website and things like that because we do believe in it But just not in some of the ways that it was formally presented by AOC and the fact that what Pence did make true was that um, Senator Harris supported the Green New Deal in this kind of original form. So I think there's there's some Reconciling that has to happen with that. So she also did what an attorney does and kind of vacillated Mm mm-hmm and equivocated in her response to that. Uh, but on the flip side, Pence had nothing more but to say, oh, but you support the Green New Deal. like, But no, but global warming, whether you like the extreme measures of the Green New Deal, right. global warming is real.
1: It's really. Important. So
0: what you have to like, even as a, you know, as a conservative, as a Republican, is figure out ways. How do we say because we can talk about the economy all day, but mm-hmm. if some of our natural resources be started to really deplete, like those are things that's going to affect our economy as well. Look at California; it is literally on fire, mm-hmm. like literally <laughs> on fire. Florida and New and Louisiana and like and parts of Texas, like literally, is a, a, a flood zone. It's it's, it's it's it is a statewide beach almost mm-hmm. every almost every year, you know. And and these are things that we're not, you know, what I'm saying, paying a lot of attention to that could like imagine if LA was completely wiped off. Right. What that would do to an economy. Oh yeah. Like all all of the tech, all like all of like you know what I'm saying? What if there was no Silicon Valley because it was destroyed by fires? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like just think about like that's, that's Facebook. That's Google. Mm-hmm. That's like mm-hmm. all of these different things, right? So like we have to begin like while global warming, you know, is important for the environment, we have to think about the ways in which that it affects everything else. Oh yeah. Um so to your point I think the reason why you may have saw not a huge difference was mm-hmm. honestly because Pence doesn't know what to say other than mm-hmm. to attack the Great New Deal, and I believe the the Biden team really hasn't reconciled what it means in all honesty yet. Yeah,
1: that's fair. That's fair.
0: So let's 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 wrap this conversation up on. Um a couple of funny notes. Okay. Let's lighten it up just a tad. Uh, we, I, I know where going to go with this. We've been going <laughs> in. So there's one thing that I, we do know that was pretty obvious. And there's another thing that is funny. Well, let me take that back. This one is not funny at all. It's kind of upsetting. It is upsetting. Okay. I'll bring it to you. So there's a celebrity that I think you and I kind of hold in high regard. Lakeith Stanfield. All
1: right. Mm-hmm. Do mm-hmm. you like Lakeith Stanfield? Um, I, I like his work. Okay. Um he's he's had some good pieces and he's actually going to be well it's and it's funny because he's going to be playing the person who betrayed Fred Hampton in the new uh a movie about the Black Panthers. So okay. you know, it kind of make may may make sense. Okay. So artistically
0: I'm a fan of his as well. Mm-hmm. Don't know much about him as a celebrity his personhood. But um popped up on my timeline real quickly as I happened to open up. <laughs> yes, he just posted on IG and says, "I don't like her hair." But other than that, this is better than the last one, but still say it. Okay. Your thoughts about the debate performance is your just your perspective. Mhm. And what on earth does her hair have to do with anything about her performance tonight? This goes back to black women being ultimately disrespected and mm-hmm. not regarded for who they are. She is on that stage to defend democracy in her case, right? To really debate, have mm-hmm. intelligent conversations. And you are focused on what she looks like. She she She's very presentable. She's very professional. She's presenting well. I thought she looked beautiful. Like, if, whether you liked her hair personally or not, like, like, me and my wife, there are certain hairstyles oh, that my wife gets that I might not care for. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was younger, Kyle, there was haircuts and she was like, babe. You know what I'm saying? But like, it did not discredit who I was as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, There were times where we didn't even bring it up, like, because it's not important, right? And specifically on this stage, bro, mm-hmm. what relevance does that have to anything? At all. And he's defending, right? He's defending his ability to comment on, on, her, to comment on her hair. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I can't talk about whether I like, bro, why does like the why, point does is, why does it matter? Why is that a point for you to even bring up for her? Why is it a point for you to even discuss what her hair looks like? What what does that do for any relevant conversation? Right. And you lay it out with that. Right. Just say, just say the fact that, you know what I'm saying, this debate was better than the last, but you know, i I'm still not feeling it. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, I like, just like she's... white men gonna white men, niggas mm-hmm. gonna nigga. Niggas going And bro,
1: <laughs> and it is so irritating. It is so irritating mm-hmm. and you know i like keith sanford but his beard don't don't connect like what is and that's probably why your beard don't <laughs> connect you do other people here For, like I, I like you but your beard don't connect i like you but you know your lips is always black like it's just like right <laughs> i like you but you're too skinny you
0: like- know what i'm saying like yeah i like that movie you was in i like the photograph but i ain't like the way you i don't like how your voice sound though or here's another your voice is whack but the photograph was better than this that other movie you're in like like bro like shut up right shut up like <laughs> none of that is relevant you know what i'm saying like okay so i just yeah. i just had to throw that to you
1: because well oh, yeah because to me it's, if anything it's like you're talking about a woman right and a black pro- woman and then all, all i say on top of that it's a black woman in her hair that's like that is like the and you were in get out my my brother I was gonna say another word. You were in, you were in Get Out. You, you should were know that. you were
0: <laughs> the representation
1: of the sunken place, <laughs> right? And here you are on, on Instagram <laughs> in the sunken place. Worried in about the black the slaves.
0: I mean, just just doing what people of your kind do, right? Um. All right. So now that we got that little piece out the way, mm-hmm. this house fly. <laughs> this that decided to come up big in this old debate. Fly. <laughs> that thing came in and
1: sat on mike pence's head and said i shall not be moved <laughs> the, the man of god did not move off that head for I a said, good 45 seconds it was just sitting there like i'm just gonna be here and the funny thing you know like i, I think we said something uh, um uh earlier in the, in the podcast about like you know black twitter is gonna you know be a thing uh that thing sat there i'm pretty sure i can't wait for the memes that's gonna come off and i'm sure they're already out there Of this fly. Oh, they're already starting. (laughs) But I was like, you know, flies are always, you know, flies love doo doo. Baby Kaka. They love (laughs) it. He is a big pile of it. A big pile of doo doo. They like trash and doo doo. So, um. Trash and doo doo. Trash trash and doo doo. (laughs) Trash and doo doo. (laughs) Trash and doo doo. Oh, Uh, man. But yeah, I was, while I saw that fly, I said, oh, Lord. I said, girl, (laughs) redemption is not. Everybody, everybody, we talking about that fly. Everybody talking about that fly. Everybody, we talking about that fly.
0: And, and, and that low fly. key because it's like you probably in your life. I know I didn't know fly in this house. Like, <laughs> this ain't landing on my television,
1: right? And this how cold you are. If if a fly lands on me, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna feel that. Thing. I'm gonna feel that. Thing. Whether it's
0: on my hair, I'm gonna be like, something ain't right. Mm-hmm. And I'm i I'm gonna do something.
1: Right? And he had a low cut, and he he didn't feel that fly. Listen. That's a big. It was a, big, was a fly. big fly. That it was, was a horse what, fly. Listen. That was one
0: of them dumpster flies. <laughs> yes. That lets you know the pile of trash he is.
1: The, the And, and it didn't trash. go over there to our queen. It didn't even go her way. It didn't go? It didn't go her way. It did better. Because she smells like incense and roses and flowers. Let and me tell you what my grandma used to
0: tell us when we was kids. Like when we would be grilling, she'd be like smoking flies follow ugly people. Ooh. <laughs> 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 so I'm just gonna leave that sage southern wisdom out there of why that are flowers on pants and not on hair
1: listen that thing sat there <laughs> and he has an ugly spirit spirit and spirit is ugly ain't it oh that spirit is that ugly it's ugly oh my god mm-hmm. it's ugly
0: oh <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, but bro any final thoughts any um how do you think like, i guess we can, we can definitely end it on this note how do you think this is kind of telling? to what maybe the next presidential debate is going to be
1: um if it does happen i know uh uh, uh vice president um biden said that if, if if oh boy still got coronavirus they he don't want to do it listen and i'm with it I understand. <laughs> um but definitely I, I think the the next debate will be a little more calm but i, I don't think so because i think he's uh president trump Is going to be more emboldened about the fact that he had coronavirus. So, anything about coronavirus, he'll be like, I had it. And he'll be like, I defeated it. You know what I'm saying? So, I think Mm -hmm. it's going to be, I think it's going to be another crap show. I just don't, I just think it's going to be another waste of time. Uh, It's going to be another Housewives reunion. Uh, I think um, Vice President Biden will be more composed.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's definitely learned. They, they they didn't set him down.
1: Yeah, I think he'll be more composed. Mm-hmm. Um, because really, to, is really his thing is really just sticking to the facts. I think you said it previously was more so the fact of. Uh, I may have been offline, but it's really getting into your groove as far as talking about policy. Yes. Um, not necessarily just trying to clap, not clap back. Really, just say something back or just try to defend yourself. It's really mm-hmm. break down policy. Ideas, thought process, the future of America, what your yes. plan is, yes, and not fall into the trap of, you know, clown, shut up. Mm-hmm. We know. can
0: say a lot of things about Trump, but he's quick on his feet, quick, and he's like he's good for the rebuttal and stuff. So the way that you defeat him, like Hillary, like Hillary Clinton had her obvious woes right Mm -hmm. but the way that she mastered the debate was she stayed focused on policy Mm -hmm. and how she was going to implement and and she threw some of her jabs that way and Mm -hmm. i think that's what um so like in the in when trump tried to push Biden to say things about do you believe in law and order he could have like because we all know law and order is coded for racism So he could have simply said what I believe in is justice Right and and dismantling some of the systems in which that has held back black and brown people and Mm -hmm. go into what that policy is Right, so I think that's how you win a debate because he's going to consistently be looked at as a fool And all that you would be known for is consistently pushing policy. That's the only way you defeated Donald Trump. Oh, yeah in a debate like you can't like you're unless you're like Nene leaks and you just want a shout match you're not gonna you're not gonna get anywhere but like we but that's the thing we expect that from the housewives like our presidential debates is those we do not expect these type of things to come from those spaces so like you said if there is a debate um i'm going to look at it with very low expectations but i'm going to look at it nonetheless and bro i don't i don't really know i'm so pessimistically optimistic about what what election day is going to be, um, um, and I'll just I'll just leave it at that.
1: Yeah, I'll probably be
0: up with something. Yeah, yeah I'll just <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But <laughs> all right, y'all, thank y'all for hanging in here. This has been your official political analysis from the Jigsaw Podcast, uh, <laughs> bro. Let's head on to the next joint and let's talk about some black man self care. Sounds good. All right. Ooh, sa. Ooh, all right, good people. You know what it is. I am my brother's keeper. Um, I'll go this week for Black Man Self Care. I am going to rest this Saturday. So I told you last week that I was doing my last J work kind of Saturday fitness course, mm-hmm. and um, it takes a lot out of me preparing and things like that. Now I am teaching another fitness class, so you can ask me later how you can <laughs> <laughs> how you how you can get in on that. But um, but yeah, so. I, I taught my last one last week. So this week I'm going to rest and not be pressured or stressed about leading a group of people into fitness this coming Saturday. Um and the beautiful thing about that, bro, is that like while I love I ain't gonna say I love working out, I do enjoy working out. I think I fall in love with the process. Mm-hmm. Um, but while I do enjoy working out and going to the gym, mm-hmm. my gym in my garage, um, <laughs> has become like my safe space um or my space of release or whatever. Um it's a different type of energy when you have to encourage people. Right. You have to lead, like you have to have your form correct. You got to keep your energy going. So even if people aren't doing the deep squats like you told them to, <laughs> you still got a deep squat. Right. You know what I'm saying? If they not doing the jumping jacks to the pace, like all that different kind of stuff. So not having the pressure of doing that on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and like that's the first thing I do on a Saturday, like outside of like, kind of waking up and you know what I'm saying. Like that's gonna be my moment this weekend to just relax and enjoy and. Um, maybe I'm gonna work out, but maybe I, you know, I won't be doing it in the ways that I've done it before. So, what you got going on, bro?
1: Um, well, thankfully, my in-laws are coming to town. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> um, you know, my daughter usually likes to wake up at a, you know, a certain time. Um, I'm going to, when she wakes up, take her behind down to the hall and hand her off to her grandparents. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting back in the bed. I'm, I'm legit gonna be in the bed probably. Most of Saturday, well, I'm gonna get out of the bed when I feel like getting out of the bed. Like, um, that's gonna be my thing. I'm, I'm legit gonna just chill um, and hang out and not do anything. And you know how like parents are. We know when they come into town, you know, you kind of want to serve them, but they just it's in them to just serve. So, Mm -hmm. um, and oftentimes I'm like, no, no, you know, it's cool. This time I'm like, all right, you can go ahead and do what you want to do. So that's what I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna chill this weekend. I'm not doing nothing. I'm staying in the bed. Uh, and let my in-laws, um, who I love so dearly, to watch my child.
0: That is a vibe. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get ready to wrap up this episode and let's go into a greater conversation. All right. Run, let me talk.
1: Let me talk. All right, we are here for a greater conversation where we kind of get some things off of our chest. And Joshua, I'm going to go first, a little more lighthearted. Um, but what gets on my nerves and I see this and it's really annoying is that people, they have like this post on like social media and they follow mm-hmm. it by saying, but y'all not ready for that, ha- having that conversation or y'all not ready for that conversation. And I'm like, um, most of them already had those conversations. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe you're not ready for that conversation. And on top of that, what, what is annoying is like, you think by saying, but y'all not ready for that conversation makes what you sound what you said sound deep, but it doesn't. It really doesn't make you sound deep. It doesn't make anything you said sound deep. It doesn't make you sound deep. It doesn't make you sound philosophical, nothing. It really just is annoying. So please stop doing that because like we're ready for the conversation or if anything why don't you just have the conversation that's what social media is for why don't you grab a group of people together open up a group chat and talk about the toxic behaviors of you know south africa brain and it'd be it'd be stuff that don't make no sense it's like you know <laughs> uh, a black man always got sugar in their coffee but y'all not ready for that conversation about colorism i'm like what and y'all put these two things together that make no sense and then say we're not ready for that conversation it's not deep it's not smart you sound stupid, so please stop doing that. If you want to have the conversation, just say you want to have the conversation. Just have the conversation. And then on top of that, those same people be the ones who are doing a little side shade and talk about, you know, uh a real man, um <laughs> real man pay all the bills. If you want a man that pays all the bills, just say that. Like you don't have if to If <laughs> you want to be a housewife, just say just it. Just say that. You don't have to say we're not ready <laughs> for the conversation. Just do it and just just shut up. Please. And thank you.
0: You know what? My <laughs> Greater conversation is going to piggyback off of that. So you tick out of people who say, yeah, i ready for that conversation. I am sick of you pressuring me to normalize everything, <laughs> okay? Um, can we normalize not ringing the doorbell? Can we normalize that, please? Um, can we normalize, like, girl, if we normalize everything, then we're going to be talking about the ways in which you need to unnormalize everything, okay? Now, there are some things that we do need to normalize, right? right? Like, if I come to you and invent Let's actually normalize not bringing up a personal story about you when I'm talking about myself, right? right? But if you're just talking about let's normalize this and let's normalize this and (laughs) let's normalize this. There's a reason why it ain't normal for some of these things (laughs) because it doesn't need to be. And 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 it goes back to those same people that you're talking about. You want to be fake deep. You want to have something to say. You want to have a popular meme. And because there are so many puddle level people in America, they're going to take your little tweet. They're going to take your Facebook post. It's gonna blow up and it's gonna be all over the place. Now we got a generation of people who normalize and not sitting let's normalize not sitting at the dinner table because massa and them sit at the dinner table. <laughs> Girl, right. if you don't sit at the table and have dinner with your family and shut up. <laughs> So I'm just I'm just tired of people like, you know, to your point, the fake deepness Mm -hmm. of it all. I think we have enough of that to deal with with this fake president and all this other kind of stuff that's in office to where can we normalize, not normalizing me to death? Okay, (laughs) I don't want to be normalized to death. Can we normalize that? Right. God bless you. And this has been another episode of the Jigsaw podcast. Good day. (laughs) Good day. Good day. Um, As always, (laughs) we want to thank y'all for listening, for listening. Um, We know last week was a long one, Uh but we also know that it was a very good conversation. We appreciate y'all for hanging in there with us and sticking around for what we had to say about sex. Brian and I have already talked and we're going to do a part two. Yes, we will. And as soon as we find um, the right guest, Mm -hmm. um, we're going to bring some women on and really have that conversation from the other side and kind of see, you know, we're we're ready ready for that conversation. Everybody (laughs) thoughts (laughs) about the sex. glory (laughs) to God. Um, So yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Oh yeah. So definitely thank you all for listening. And again, please share, like, subscribe, all that kind of good stuff. Rate us a good rating five stars only five stars only and a good review and a good review hype gas us up let us know how we how much you love us <laughs> Gas us up. <laughs> tell us how, how attractive we are because <laughs> <laughs> i had the because i know i'm fine but, but remind me <laughs> let me know uh yeah so definitely please uh we thank you for your support um yes we do have our po box so please uh email us at ask the jigsaw uh, mm-hmm. at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Uh we want to hear from you. Uh so we're starting to get some stuff in. Uh so please we want to hear from you. We want to uh, talk about what you want to talk about. We're ready for the conversations. Cause we we got some stuff in and we're gonna debut that first question next week. We are ready for it. We are
0: ready. <laughs> so don't so don't it. get if you want some you want some advice, some black men <laughs> conversation and opinions. <laughs> we
1: gonna we and we gonna we gonna give yeah. to you straight.
0: And we consider ourselves to be non-toxic black men right? so come on and get our perspective <laughs>
1: please we're, we're 2020 men we, you know we, we futuristic we, we care about everything we know you know we have the emotional intelligence yeah, we are men of the 20s <laughs> <laughs> so please so please send you, uh, your questions comments concerns whatever to the uh, again ask the jigsaw podcast or ask the, ask the jigsaw I'm tripping tonight today uh, ask the jigsaw at gmail.com um also make sure you do follow us on ig that's right uh, on ig we need to get them followers up now mm-hmm. um if you do know anybody that uh if you're already following us tag as many people as you can if you think they would like any episode let them know what episode uh to um listen to um you can follow me at i am brian Hare on instagram and joshua where about you
0: At i am josh rogers um, I I don't, I don't do the Twitter. I don't tweet with you, young I don't people. tweet so either. I don't. I don't, t- so don't, I don't do the Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> don't look for me there. I don't do the Twitter, and I don't TikTok. So don't look for me there either.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't do the TikTok neither. I'm, I'm old. And I definitely, the only TikTok I do is the clock on the
0: wall, huh? Oh
1: God, I thank you. <laughs> we don't do all that, but I definitely want to give a, a special shout out. So um, okay. before the next episode, my baby will be one. One. Hey! Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Brooklyn.
0: Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. Is Brooklyn in here tonight? (laughs) That's for you, Brooklyn. That's for you, Brooklyn. Happy first birthday. Happy first birthday, niece.
1: (laughs) Oh, Lord. And I guess that's it. (laughs) That is
0: a wrap. So remember, this life can stress you out, but don't you dare let it. Don't you dare let it. All you can do is what you can, while you can, mm. the very best way that you can. But just like we going to celebrate Miss Brooklyn this weekend, Bullshit. we will not dare get caught without work undone. All right? God bless you. God bless y'all. God bless you. We love you. <laughs> we love y'all. See y'all next week. That's a wrap.